super stoked about today's episode. A number of reasons. Number one, you're going to love this interview. And I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to give anything else away. But in a nutshell, it's how to really prosper and thrive during this Category 5 hurricane pandemic that we're going through. But additionally, there's a lot of you that don't know, I actually have a a free Facebook community. It's called Network Marketing Leads for Life Group. And it's where I share every day tangible tips, takeaways, strategies, and extra trainings on how to genuinely and authentically create leads on social media. So if you go on Facebook and you just search Network Marketing Leads for Life, join the group, and I'll see you in there. And guys, enjoy this epic episode. It's to help people know that it's going to be okay. You know, and there are things we can actually do to make that so. And um, I couldn't have imagined until I was long back that I had done that, you know, in the worst possible situation where there were no wagons to circle. We didn't have access to the internet. You know, there's just no idea how uh, life is going to be. And survival is the most important thing. Where am I going to find water and food and, and gas, you know, and, and people that I know? Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. So Christine, welcome to today's show. And I'm super excited because there, there's a, a lot of a lot of reasons why, and, and I've said this in, in prior episodes, there's there's never really a podcast I don't get excited for, but why I'm extra, extra excited about today's episode. Number one, I get to talk to another co-author, speaker, and coach. But number two, before we even talk about her book, there there's there's a key word, two key words in her in her book. And it's only three words, but two of the three words in the title of her book uh, embody what what I I strive for and 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 how I show up each day. And and Christine and I uh, we met in an online mastermind uh, that we're we're a part of. Uh, Josh Tapp, if he's listening, you know, hey brother, uh, he was you know grateful enough to introduce uh, each other, uh, and and we we formed a, a really great connection and. You know, networking is the is the key to a lot of people's success, and and Christine and I both believe so much in that and the value behind it. Uh, but you know, number one, welcome to the program, and number two, uh, before we dive into all of the amazing things that I can't wait to uncover, uh, who is Christine, and how did you actually carve out your entrepreneurial path? Because I like to always go back before we go to where we are in the present. What was that spark that was lit for you that has you not stop on this path that you're currently on? You know, it's a funny question that I, I have to look at it in the totality of my life, right? It's, it turns out that, you know, a lot of like, like others, maybe I don't go running towards change. I have to be drop kicked into something that is really my destiny or is right for me. 
And I've weathered a bunch of storms in my life. And it looks like a lot of things, you know, the hurricanes most recently, back to back, two weeks apart, destroyed, you know, everything. And, you know, getting fired from my, um, from a job that was such a not fit for me, you know, I'd been in a terrible car accident, I had, I couldn't work for four months. And then coming back, it was a, a real just a maladjustment you know i wasn't meant to be in that um life i was a lawyer and you know working for a big new york law firm day and night i had no friends anymore no social life and those days of recovery and those months that i i couldn't work full time at, or at all i really was thinking about is this going to be the rest of my life because it's golden handcuffs you know security regular paycheck a good living a good lifestyle prestige you know title things that we you know a lot of people would have a hard time letting go of and even me you know and not until it gets the you get thrust into and so I had to turn my what am I going to do next life into something. And at that time, I became one of the very few people, especially with my credentials, to offer my services on a contract basis, which just wasn't done. Now it's you know commonplace, so it won't make any sense. But at that time, it was very cutting edge. I sent out 100 letters. I got 30 responses and 10 new clients immediately. And that was it, you know, I was off to the races. And I've since had 10 businesses on my own and with partners. I've grown businesses from zero to eight figures in record time and worked with some incredible visionary entrepreneurs. And I've also had to negotiate my way out of relationships. I've had businesses go sideways. I've been in financial distress, you know. So this is my world, you know, the, the category five world that I've lived in. And it didn't really gel until I was, finding myself alone, trapped in what I called a wind coffin as the most powerful storm ever to hit the Atlantic Basin, came tearing through my island nation and tore the roof off my house and you know destroyed 85% of the housing and left me without electricity, running water, telecoms. But in those moments of, I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this. And I'm a you know, licensed boat captain, as I've been a professional rescuer, mountains, sea, you know, people, businesses, lawyer, business advisor, C-suite, blah, blah. And here I am, you know, making the most ridiculous, uh, thoughtless uh, decision in my life to be weathering the storm alone and getting trapped and having no plan, no communications, no people that I knew around me. It was a very strange experience, a, a real wake up so let's let, let's kind of dive into that. You you, you mentioned something, uh, weathering the storm, and uh, you and I were uh, talking uh, about a week or so ago, and I I just love your analogy of life, and you know you you correlate things that happened in your life, you know those shitty moments that that no one really likes to reveal or talk about, and everyone knows my story and the things that I've had to overcome. And you were classifying what what people are going through right now with this global pandemic that every like whether you're surviving or thriving through this, you're you're feeling this in some way, shape, or form. It could be personally, it could be professionally, it could be within your relationship. Some way, shape, or form, you are feeling you could be feeling it for other people that are really suffering. And the way that you were describing this to me is that. You know, right now, the world, and you know, I'm blessed to have people in over 90 different countries listen to this podcast. So I know that this is falling on so many people right now. 
you know, you, you said what we're going through is a, is a category five hurricane. And for those that aren't, they, they don't know anything about weather and, and uh, uh, you know, catastrophic events, a category five hurricane is one of the most devastating hurricanes when it hits landfall that you can imagine. Uh, just like a Category 5 tornado, it's those tornadoes that show up in the middle of the night without warning sign and they rip through a town. And, and you said to me, it was, it was so brilliant, and I quoted you multiple times after this. You said, Scott, you know, we're going through a Category 5 hurricane right now. And everyone is, is kind of getting tossed around. And, and, you know, a hurricane literally engulfs you. And, you know, you're going through it. Sometimes hurricanes last 12, 12 hours. Sometimes they last 12 days. And in this case, you know, this typical hurricane that we're going through, it could last 12 months. But we don't know. But then you went on to say that the most brilliant part was you said, Scott, the scary thing is for a lot of people is we haven't gotten to the aftermath yet. And I, 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 I literally, I sat there with that when you said this to me and I'm like, oh my God, that, that makes so much sense because everybody, th there are thousands of podcasts that are coming out every single day talking about the pandemic and what we can do to get through it. And, and, and that's fine. It's, it's positivity is everything and we need to be grateful and thankful, but no one has addressed the aftermath that is going to happen. And, and again, Christine, we don't know what the aftermath is going to be. And, and we're talking about personal aftermath. We're talking about economic, societal aftermath. We don't know any of this. So, so let's dive right into that. Weathering the storm, dealing with the aftermath. And again, you are not a meteorologist, neither, neither am I. We can't make predictions on what's going to happen. But Obviously, you've been through some things, so have I. What are your suggestions or what do you know about weathering the storm and getting through the aftermath that people can start doing now to start flowing through that aspect of this like water instead of getting stuck in it? Well, and you know, that's such a thank you so much for the invitation to speak about this because, you know, I find myself like we're getting close. I'm from Southern California, so we're taking our time getting out of lockdown and other places might already be freed up. You know, I'm just dying to go to a gym or a restaurant or a movie. And I notice that as we're getting closer, there's this pressure and a bit of an anxiety about the transition. I've been having a great time during quarantine, and I don't mean no, any disrespect to the hundreds of, you know, thousands of people that have lost their lives, God forbid, but I've used this time wisely, and it's been a very creative time and productive time, and I'm grateful every day for that, and I work very hard to be that. And as we start to get back out into the world, there's an anxiety because life is gonna change, and we don't know what it's like out there. And for me, it was getting rescued finally, and now what, right? I have to figure out how to survive first. In that case, it was, you know, getting water, food, you know, getting communications to the outside world, getting down, you know, friends down the road didn't know. I didn't know if they were alive or dead or they, them, me. And, um, but, you know, it's through that experience of literally living through and figuring out a place for myself, figuring out, you know, take, coming to terms with the mistakes I made and what I had, what I could learn from them and how I could make myself useful to my community and be of service. 
you know, we talk about resilience in this book, which is the resilient leader. <laughs> and, um, it's a, you know, what is resilience, right? Truly, it's when we get from an I, I'm surviving, to a we. I'm here to be of service. I'm here to, to let you know I need help but I'm also gonna be there for you, you know? And for me, it was taking anything that wasn't nailed down that I didn't need and giving it to my community. And, um, and in turn, getting what I needed because asking for help in these times can, you know, the phone can weigh a ton, right? And so, you know, it's being able to communicate, ask for what we think, need, feel, and want, and having a plan, you know, if you're running a business and, you know, we don't know, this thing could go on forever. We've got to figure out, and it could be, there will be another storm, right? So we have a chance to develop a communications plan to become better decision makers and develop good judgment. You know, Rita Mae Brown says that you get good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. You know, so I've got tons of experience. <laughs> in my day and so yeah so i created from the book i'm introducing the seven barometers because i think these are um we've, we've read a lot about leadership but it's the leadership in the extreme situations the outdoor expeditions the category five situations where we have to look at things a little more um you know seriously and the consequences are at stake because people feel whether it's true literally that their lives are at stake and it, you know, right now it's our lives, it's our livelihoods, it's our well-being. You know, we don't know uh, whether what's going to be on the other side. So we have some actual steps we can take, and the seven barometers are my contribution to that. And I draw from a number of different sources, but also my experiences in these storms. And as a professional mariner and a yacht racer, and you know, there's so many different metaphors in life that we have to draw from in our lessons that we can learn. So, you know, when you talked about this, the first thing we have to have is an understanding of ourselves, right? And you know, we have an expression in boating called one hand on the boat. And I love it because I refer to it as, you know, harnessing the power of the category five. And, you know, in, in sailing, we tell people always be tethered, you know, with one hand at least. So you know where you are, you know where you're going, but you also have an eye for what's around you, what's coming on the horizon. And, you know, in a normal times, it could be your competition or technology or innovation or, you know, capital coming in. But in a category five, it could be, you know, I can't bring my employees into work. I, my customers have disappeared. I don't know if what I have to offer is, you know, what people want anymore. So, you know, we've got to become situationally aware as much as self-aware. I think that's that's brilliant because again, you there's no real preparation that you can do for a category five. It's one of those things that it, it, it happens. I mean, you can, like you said, leadership, but in an extreme case. And, and, and again, we, we talk about sports and then there's extreme sports and there, and you train differently for both of them when, you know, training for, you know, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, that requires one set of skill sets, but then you have the extreme sports where the people are literally jumping over canyons and they're getting shot out of cannons and all of the, that's a, that's a whole separate skill set. And that's, that's the extreme leadership side in that example but the interesting thing is I was writing an article, um, it's almost done, and 
it's entitled why I'm grateful for the pandemic. And it's an interesting take. And I was actually saying this to my future wife, we were talking and, you know, we, we do a, a little evening walk every night, like, you know, around five or six o'clock, we take the dogs out and we take them for a walk and we just kind of talk about the defuse from the day. And I turned to her and I said, you know, what? I am really grateful for this pandemic. And she goes, you know what? So am I. And it's not like I'm grateful that a hundred thousand people have lost their lives. This has, this has nothing to do with that. I, you know, I have such a heart full of sympathy and empathy and understanding and concern and care. But for me personally, this is the most productive I have been in a really long time. And I had so many things within my business that were on the back burner because of all the other societal distractions that I had before the pandemic, I was never going to touch them. And I then moved them from the back burner to the front burner. And now I'm seeing this new aspect of my business come alive. And again, I'm very sympathetic to the people that have lost their jobs and they're not really sure where their next dollar is gonna come from and why this time is so important, not just from a, a business or financial standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. This is one of those times in life where you can truly turn the mirror around on yourself and, and really self-assess. How is, how is my relationship with my family? How is my relationship with my, my spouse, my kids, my friends, my family, myself most importantly most i mean if you can't love cherish and honor yourself you're not going to be able to do it for anyone else around you and i and i and i just want to hear from you you know what have been the biggest takeaways and and again i'm keeping this positive what what has helped you most with this pandemic what what are you most grateful for with this pandemic and what has it allowed you to do well, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about how, what I love about this pandemic, many things, and, and especially because what I learned from the hurricanes to this point forward was life was so precious. When you lose everything, I lost my home, I lost my business, I lost my money, I became, you know, I didn't have a home to call my own, you know, it was extreme. But um, so, so I'm in this thing and the world has stopped for me and it slowly gets going again. And that's the book and my business activities and new collaborations and all of that. But the rest of the world has now slowed down. So we're all of us together. They say this togetherness, but what's really happened is we've been forced to slow down and not try to multitask and not try to get our entire checklist done and recognize that not only do we have, you know, let's say 16 waking hours in a day, but we get to choose how we do them every minute of them. And they need to be productive from an internal outward point of view. So I'm literally getting up at every morning at five o'clock to make sure I start my day in the same way I started it three months ago or six months ago, you know, with my yoga and meditation and centering energy. I'm awake and alert and ready and then I can be creative. And I love that the world has, in a way, it's caught up to me because the hurricane slowed me way down and, and my life has changed inalterably. And now it's the rest of the world is doing the same. So we all get to slow down and really get present with what's important. What do we wanna be doing? How are we, um, 
what kind of a person are we, you know, because our interaction now is forced into staring at a screen, right, which they say is unnatural and apparently is going to have its own psychological repercussions. You know, we got so many things to worry about, but we get to solidify the steel core within ourselves. And that's what I talk about invincibility on my radio show and why I think it's the natural extension from resilience and leadership is that becoming invincible so that the storms can rage, the pandemic can come, life can happen, and we stay steady. Absolutely love that. So you've brought it up multiple times and I now wanna dive into this and I mean, just the title of your book, obviously it's beautifully put together. It's a, it's a nice hardback cover and it's called The Resilient Leader. And again, I, I mentioned in the beginning of the episode that two of those three words, there's three, the resilient leader, embody everything that I strive to, to be and to become, which is continue my resiliency and, and continue to be the best leader I can be by showing others how to do the same. So let's, let's dive into the book. Because I want to under I I want the listeners to understand and you know you and I both know that you know a, there's a lot of authors now people are putting there's a lot of leadership books there's a lot of I want you to really talk about what makes this book so special because people might be saying well it's another leadership book I've read a couple of those which we all have read leadership books but this is a different type of leadership book so dive into obviously conceptually how the book came about and why is this book different from other leadership books that are out there? Well, you know, I, it, it's for today's turmoil, right? It's that moment when I realized I was trapped and it was a, a, a doom of my own making. And I had to say that, you know, I could feel the panic rising and it's a storm is raging. It's the second wall. And, and, you know, I'm trapped. I don't have any idea what's going to happen to me. And I have to come to terms with that. So I recognized that I went home alone the night I was with all my friends, uh, you know, shoring up somebody else's home and property and watching the latest weather reports. And, you know, with the community, it took me months to realize I was the only person who went home alone. And there I was, and now I'm trapped, and I've got to make something out of this. So I have to figure out what can I do right now when everything and there seems to be nothing. And I ask that of our listeners here today. If you lost everything, if you didn't have your telecoms, your social media, your community, what would you be able to do? Your phone doesn't work. There's no computer. You can pick up a pen and paper. And that was really, although it wasn't a conscious thought, the beginnings of my book and the first lesson of it. And this was a thread that's been true as the book evolved from what was a cathartic, cathartic memoir into what I hope is a tool of real value to people going through their own storms. But the idea that of becoming a storm warrior and what that means, you know, me, I was a, looked really good on paper, you know, professional rescuer, all this stuff and thinking complacent. I went home alone thinking I'm, I'm just going to curl up in my little call, you know, you know, nest and enjoy the ride and get through it and be done. And how wrong was I? And it never occurred to me to recognize my own vulnerability and ask for help. And so that's what I talk about is becoming a storm warrior. We understand what a warrior is, right? We're out there, you know, defending our tribes against foes that are doing the same. We're meeting our match, so to speak. But becoming a storm warrior really has to, we have to recognize 
that a category five is a force beyond our control and it's agnostic to who we are. And understanding our vulnerability in that is the first step. And so that's to me the overriding theme of this book is, hey, I can't go it alone. I need a tribe around me. I have to ask for help. I have to understand my vulnerability and be willing to serve in that, knowing that I need help and that I can be of help. And that to me was the, the reason that makes this different is that you know, we're put in these leadership positions sometimes or we ask for them, but we don't always, rec we think we have to have all the answers. You know, this is a culture that rewards rugged independence, you know, doing it all on your own. And I, when I got my boat captain's license, I was talking to a friend who was a 1600 ton license. Mine's only a hundred tons, you know, but it was an arduous process. And I could have so used his help. And he said, you know, after the fact, oh, Christine, I, I thought you just wanted to do it on your own, prove you could. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I think I'm done proving anything anymore. And that's what the storm taught me. I, I love how you say, you know, becoming a storm warrior, because, you know, uh, when you brace for a storm and, you know, when you trudge through that storm, it, it, it's, it's a process. And, and I think that's why this book is so important. This is not just like your regular, you know, no offense to anyone that's, you know, read or written a leadership book. This is just a different take on it. Now, there's again we can we can go on and on and um i'm going to talk about a little special announcement at the very end but before we start to wind down christine you, you said you have a special uh program that uh the listeners can actually uh dive into and take to to help them so talk a little bit about that program and and how they can find out more uh, about uh, how this can completely shift their life yeah, I wanted to create something in this pandemic period that I could give to people that felt really manageable, right? I mean, we all have all this time and we're torn. And I, you know, first thing I got was all these announcements to the five day challenge and the three day challenge and, you know, lots of conversation. I wanted to put tools into people's hands. I'm a doer, you know, and the book is not just about talking. There's real action steps in every chapter and for each of the seven barometers. And one of the things I introduce is a flow plan. And this is a tool that mariners use before they go off on a journey to understand, do I have the resources? Do I have the people? Do I know where I'm going? Do I know all the obstacles along the way? When should I expect to get there? And how will the stakeholders know if I've run into an emergency or if I need a rescue, search and rescue effort? And so it was you know, being able to create a customized resilient leader float plan and the steps that help people complete that float plan. So I've got a marketing barometer. I've put together a 45 minute challenge. That's what it's called. And it starts around an ebook that gives you some tools to take stock of where you are now and be able to make some decisions really wisely that are actual, actionable, strategic, and will get your business to its new destination. So we've got an assessment tool that allows you to really truly assess your marketing and a barometer that lets you to see how it's doing for you. And this ebook that's got all eight different strategies that you can implement any one or two or three of them to make a life-changing difference in your business today. 
and the float plan that you can design for your short, medium, and long-term plan to make sure that you know where you're going, your team knows where you're going, and the people who have an interest in you getting there know where you're going. Love that. And obviously, access to this uh, amazing program is going to be in the show notes. So you guys, all you have to do is click on the link uh, and you can gain access to this. Now, something else that I want to talk about that's really exciting for the listeners, you're, you're part of history right now because Christine is going to have a New York Times bestselling book. I'm just putting it out into the uh, the world and the universe. So, so you're actually listening to someone speak to you guys about her book that is on its way to becoming a New York Times bestseller. Now, before we before we wind down, uh, I have a, a special offer for everyone that's listening. So Christine and I were talking, you know, what can we do outside of just the amazing program that she has? What, what can we do for the listeners that really take action? Because that's what all this is around. It's about taking action. So for any of my listeners, the first 10 people that DM me on Instagram, they can send me a Facebook message. You can send me a LinkedIn message. If you know my phone number, you can text me or my email, scott at scotterron.net. You send me your address and your name, and the first 10 people will get a free copy of this soon-to-be New York Times bestselling book called The Resilient Leader. So there it is. You got to take action, the first 10 people, and you will get your copy. Now, so Christine, outside of that, for people that want to learn more about you and all of the things that you do, how can they find out more? ChristineParacas.com has got it all. It's got my first book, The Small Business Survival Guide, that did become a bestseller on Amazon, and a link to The Resilient Leader if you're not one of the lucky 10 that gets a free copy of your own. And it's a great gift. So if you did, you can still gift it. And it's also got a lot of information about me and other uh, talks I've done and, and other work that I've done. So ChristineParacas.com is the best place to find all that. Love it. And again, all this information, guys, will be in the show notes. But again, remember the first 10 people to DM me, text me, email me, Facebook message me, or LinkedIn message me your name and address. You will be one of the first 10 people to get a free copy of this book. So Christine, final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? Wow, you know, as soon as you said it, I could just feel emotion coming up through me. And success to me means, and it's the, the overriding lesson of my storms of life, is don't go it alone. So success means I've got a solid tribe with me, I've got support, and I have everything I need. That's the premise on which I've stretched and expanded and, you know, ventured off, left, left off cliffs. And that knowingness of I'm not alone in the world, I'm not alone in this endeavor, is the thing that to me signifies success. I always talk about an army of two is twice as strong as an army of one. So I, I, I could not resonate anymore with that. So Christine, thank you so, so much for being here today. This was such a jam packed episode with so much valuable information. I just appreciate you, your friendship, your vulnerability, uh, and the, the willingness to give so much away to my listeners. It's, I'm just truly grateful for you and thank you again so much for being here today. 
Thank you so much, Scott. I've had a great time. I could have done this for hours. Me too. <laughs> me too. So but we, we need to respect everybody else's time. Even though I know, we, right? We'll, 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 have, we'll have to come back and do another episode. So thank you again. And for all the listeners, again, all of the information that you need for the contest and Christine's program and how to connect with her will be in the show notes. So please, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.